Welcome to the show. This is Wrong Place Right Crime, and I am your host, Frank Zafiro, and this is an open and shut episode featuring my friend, Lawrence Kelter. Uh, Larry and I have uh, collaborated on a couple of novels, and there's actually uh, another one potentially in the works here. Uh, but he's here today to talk about a different collaboration that we've worked on. His episode of A Grifter's Song, entitled The Whale, the third episode, drops on March 1st. And so we're going to chat with them about that specifically. But first, I want to let you know that Wrong Place Right Crime is sponsored by Down and Out Books. Down and Out Books is an emerging publisher of crime fiction that tends towards the grittier and darker end of the spectrum. I like it there. You can find out more by going to downandoutbooks.com. That's downandoutbooks, all spelled out, dot com. Down and Out Books. Take the journey with us. Well, speaking of journey... Uh, Larry Kelter and I have had one together, obviously separately as well. Two books, uh, something else we're working on right now, maybe a third. And he wrote one of the episodes of A Grifter's Song. It's called The Whale. It drops March 1st. And let's hear what he says about it. Well, hey, Larry, welcome to the show. Hey, Frank. Good to be back with you. Yeah, I guess I should be saying welcome back there. You're a frequent flyer here on Wrong Place, Right Crime. That's right. Trying to pile up all the miles I can. (laughs) Uh, So uh, before we talk about your new release, I I wanted to touch on a a pretty neat marketing idea that you came up with that uh, you've now been instituting for a little while involving your flagship series, uh, uh, your Stephanie Chalisi series. Maybe you could, uh, you could share with the listeners what that's all about. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, you know, I've been writing Stephanie Chalisi for uh, guess more than 10 years and um you know it was strictly uh full-length novels and i'd come up with one every year or so and um i didn't think it was enough continuity i thought it was too much of a gap um you know while i was busy you know working on other projects sometimes you know my uh, my release would get shoved back on chalisi and i don't think that helped me any or made the fans any happier so i decided to tighten it up to make short little um, soundbite novels. They're about 100 pages, I guess, maybe a little bit more, and to release them with greater frequency. And um, that was fun. I started that last year, about mid-year, with a novel or a a compendium coming out uh, every 30 to 45 days. And I got some nice response to it, and it kind of revived the character a little bit, gave the, uh, the fans something to look forward to, on a regular basis, and um, you know, I'm, I'm glad I tried it. Um, I kept it going for about six months, and then, of course, other things, you know, come into play um, that pushed it off the dock a little bit. But I may, you know, may go back to it in the near future. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the covers of several of these, uh, where the truth leads, ashes to ashes, and you've got it branded as a city beat. And and it's against the backdrop of kind of a, a yellowed uh, newspaper article with some kind of paraphernalia in the foreground, depending on what book we're talking about. Uh, how'd you come up with that uh, as a uh, as an approach? Yeah, I wanted to brand it as something separate and unto itself, um, and I wanted to come up with a new look for it. So I kind of adopted a comic book approach. And what I did is I went back and I looked at some of the great comic book covers. You know, over the last, I don't know, half century, probably, probably dating back to the uh-huh. 60s, 60s or 70s. Uh, I work with a cover artist. Um, his name is Zach McCain. Oh, yeah. And 
Yeah, I think you've worked with Zach, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very talented guy. And we came up with, with this um, comic book style approach. I mean, it's not comic book in a sense that it's caricature, but mm -hmm. it's you know sort of like a throwback to the old um, old detective stories a little mm -hmm. bit with a, a brand stamp appearing in, a, in the corner of each episode that um, identifies it as a, a Chalisi City Beat novella. And I think it, I think we came up. Uh, they came out pretty nicely. I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, they look great. It, it's got a real graphic novel sort of uh, look to it, uh, mm -hmm. and, and definitely very noir, very seedy. Um, how many total episodes did you end up with? Four. <laughs> Were each of them a complete story, or was it a serial? The first two were complete stories, and then the last two, um, one led into the last. Well, they're definitely they're priced for for to sell for sure a buck ninety nine. I mean, you can't get you can't get a cup of coffee for that. And hopefully. I wish people would realize that. <laughs> I hope they check it out. Are you? Uh, is it a completed project, or is it something you might pick up again? Yeah, I enjoy writing them. I'd like to continue it. Um, I think there's still a lot more mileage left with the original four, and um, I've got to get better at marketing them, get them out to more people. Well, I would be remiss uh, before we move into your newest release uh, if I didn't remind people that uh, not only did you write the sanctioned sequel to My Cousin Vinny called Back to Brooklyn after uh, collaborating with the original uh, screenwriter, uh, but you're also doing the long, long overdue novelization of My Cousin Vinny. You know, when I started talking with Dale Lorner, who was the... Uh the brilliant screenwriter that um, gave life to Vinny and Lisa, he had always imagined more of a life for these characters, more of a, a future for them, new episodes. So we decided to write the series based on their ongoing um, adventures. You know, many times in, throughout the movie, you'll see Vinny struggling with the law books, seems to be confused, seems to be disoriented. And, of course, part of that is due to lack of sleep, <laughs> which he's dozing <laughs> up in the courtroom all the time. But it, it kind of gives the impression that he's not just not bright and it's, that nothing could be further from the truth. Vinny is a very intelligent, very savvy individual and attorney, as, as is proved by the way he solves the crime. But he's dyslexic, and there's no way to know that watching the movie. And that's what the things mm -hmm. Dale, Dale Lorner intended was that he's very bright, he's very smart, but, you know, he struggles, you know, every time he opens a book, you know, the words are swirling around or they're going backwards and forwards, and he just struggles, you know, with the learning process when he reads. Another thing is, you know, uh, he saw Vinny as more of a Rocky Balboa type, um, mm -hmm. not necessarily punch drunk, physically larger, uh, more intimidating. Vinny's background is that he was a an amateur boxer, and he you know, severely damaged his hand, can, couldn't continue to to box, uh, was struggling to make money, was struggling on the streets, and ended up doing some instruction at the local church. He was teaching kids how to box. And one of the kids who walked in and wanted boxing, boxing lessons was actually Lisa, because she had three brothers and they were always messing with her. And she wanted to come in and learn enough from Vinny that she could say, look, you know, back off or <laughs> I'm going to smack you. And that's how the two of them got together. <laughs> 
Well, both uh, Back to Brooklyn and My Cousin Vinny are available now. They're uh, right up there on Amazon and uh, out from Down and Out Books, uh, which is a good segue, I guess, into another Down and Out Books uh, release that you are part of. Um, the third episode of A Grifter's Song will drop on March 1st, and that is an episode that you wrote. Maybe you could uh, tell the listeners what, uh, what the title is and what it's about. Well, the, the segment that I wrote was, is called The Whale. And I don't know how much you've said in previous broadcasts, but it's really a great, great series with a unique concept. Uh, Frank, you created two uh, very charismatic characters in Rachel and Sam. You know, they have history together. They work well together. They fight together, you know. Um, and uh, I think we've got six episodes planned for this year and then another six following up next year. Is that That's right? Correct. That's exactly correct. All right, so my episode is the third. It's titled The Whale. And when I sat down to write The Whale, I said, well, you know, as a con man, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a penny ante score? Are you looking for that big score? And, of course, you know, The Whale represents that big score, the guy who's got enough money that you can pinch. And, you know, if you want, walk away from, uh, from a life of crime because you've made so much on this, on this con. It takes place in Manhattan. These two characters have been traveling, you know, around the United States. They're in Manhattan for a specific purpose, and they're there to bag a whale because that's where the money is, right? Uh, they find a character who is, um, he's an absentee. He's a bit of a shadow. He's got a reputation. He's got um, uh, lots of lots of money, of course, and he's uh, around the world. And, but, he, you know, nobody has seen him in the United States for quite some time. And... Sam is able to um, to impersonate him at um, at a posh club in the city where lots of uh, wealthy people rub elbows, and that's the uh, the backdrop for you know for this next um, next ploy, so to speak. They've got a gambit they want to put in play. It's a complicated one, but it involves a lot of money, and it's worth all the sweat they're going to put into it. But things are never simple, and what starts out as a complicated con becomes even more complicated because there's another grifter in the mix mm -hmm. yeah makes things a little more dicey for them right. and they have to figure out not only how to how to land the whale but how to handle this interloper who's messing with their plans do you think your uh, experience writing uh vinnie and lisa translated at all to writing sam and rachel that that uh, male female dynamic i think so i hope it did I mean, you know, part of the uh, the allure of Vinny and Lisa is that they're always involved in a cat and mouse game. They're always trying to one up each other, and uh, you know, I think it's kind of kind of charming. And I think um, some of that translated into the relationship with Sam and Rachel. It is, uh, you know, it is a novella. It's not a full length novel, so there isn't as much of that. You know, we're more focused on the story. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, no, I think I think it did. At least I, I, I believe it did. <laughs> I, I, I asked the question because I do believe it did. I uh, mm -hmm. thought one of the things you did really well in that book was to present the two of them uh, very much as, as equals, each with their own skill set, obviously mm -hmm. some overlapping, uh, as opposed to one or the other you know, being a dominant character. And, uh, and, and that really is, as I envisioned it, that is their relationship. It's very equal and, uh, and, and very devoted as well. And I thought you brought, brought both of those elements out really, uh, really nicely. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, I think what, one of the things that's great about this series is that 
you just you know the fact that they're coming out one at one each month it's like you just want to see where are they going next you know you don't have to wait very long it's almost like um binging a you know a new tv series you know mm -hmm. it's not like you're waiting a year or a year and a half or two years for a new next episode to come out mm -hmm. you wait 30 days and bang you can find out what they you know what they're up to next exactly where campbell the down and out editor described it as almost like a short run netflix series you know six episodes and and you've got a you know you don't have to wait for it. so i think you're you're bang on there the episode drops on uh march 1st uh the first two uh the concrete smile by myself and uh people like us by jd Rhodes are already out so hopefully we've uh, set the table for you to to continue the feast <laughs> yeah well like you know with a, with a lead in like that how can i miss i mean you know. <laughs> well i appreciate you coming on the show larry oh thanks always a pleasure to be here frank all right folks well there you go a good picture of episode three of a grifter song entitled the whale which drops on march one uh from larry so on our next episode we will talk with joni m fisher whose uh, latest book, West of Famous, uh, came out in mid-February, and it's part of her Compass series. And she uh, kind of tricked me a little bit. I thought uh, initially when I looked at the series it was going to be more of a travel-centric sort of series, and, and really the emphasis is on very strong uh, female protagonists. So I had a great conversation with her. That's on the next episode. I want to say thanks to Larry for coming on the show, Down Out Books, for sponsoring, and you, the listener, of course, uh, for taking the time to check out this episode. You're the reason that I'm doing this. Until next time, this is Frank Zafiro reminding you that sometimes you got to be in the wrong place to write crime.